see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool, you may even think it is bogus, but I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing, something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you, something called grassroots. playing the saxophone <laughs> all right all right hey everyone this is aaron ashley simon and this is brandon killer bh hall and welcome to another episode of grassroots podcast where it's not just about where you're going where you currently are in your career but it's also about where you came from raw unfiltered stories from some of our favorite people and some of your favorite celebs and we have a special guest today i'm gonna let him introduce himself would you like to tell everyone about yourself hey guys uh, my name is Parks. Parks on the board. Uh, uh, now I'm also Parks in the booth. Uh, so, hi. Yeah, I was going to say it's a weird transition. I'm not it used is. to you being like in front of the mic. Parks, a, a lot of you guys that are listening will know of the famous Parks on the Boards uh, drop that you know you do with Joe and pretty much everything now. It's, it's kind of your tag at this point. I mean, kind of. I'm not really a tag guy. I try to let the sound speak for itself. But oh, uh, oh my God, he's getting deep yeah, on us already. Fuck yeah, he's getting deep on us already. How we do Deep on us already. Yeah, but it's fun to be in the booth sometimes too. I, yeah. I enjoy it. Now, so. I was gonna say I, I wouldn't cut anybody off, but I was trying to get to the point of. How is that for you? Does does it ever feel weird when you're outside? Like, cause you're normally at the at the board controlling everything, the sound, the everything. How does it feel to be on the opposing end of that? You know what? Uh, it's fun, man. I don't know. I, I guess it really started from being on tour when you couldn't make it, and I had to be the hype man. So uh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you know, I've been Joe's DJ and Slaughterhouse DJ uh, for a long time, and when Brandon couldn't come because of other obligations. Uh, Joe's like, yo, you got to do backup vocals. I'm like, I'm not a fucking rapper. I got, <laughs> I got cursed out so bad. <laughs> Don't you ever fucking miss a tour again? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I learned how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm comfortable. Like I like, I like being on a mic too. It's okay. cool. I'm not gonna ever rap though. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem at all. I mean, yeah. shoot, I told I told V like someone tried to get me to do rapping singing. I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. They're like, <laughs> I want to hear that actually. Oh gosh, yo, I'm telling One day, you, maybe. Aaron, Aaron may have bars. I'm telling you, I keep I keep saying it every episode. Aaron may have bars, man. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep that on the low. Though. We're gonna keep that on the low. Yo, Pat, load up the beat, man. Let's get into it. <laughs> So I always ask everyone this question for all the guests that come on. And if you need to take some time to think about it, it's cool. Go for it. But who is Parks? If you could describe yourself. Um, I'm just a dude that likes making music, man. Uh, I'm a musician. I've been a musician since I was eight, nine years old. And I still am. And I'm very fortunate to be here making music for a living full time. Mm-hmm. So uh that's me mostly i guess i just like to hang out and make music and drink beer with my friends and that's kind of it <laughs> and i don't know like i don't know how deep i can get into it like the, the life of a musician i just want to drink beers and make music yeah that's kind of <laughs> it man i just want to hang out that's well shit that's really the american dream you're living the dream right now when i think about it i like to think i like to think that sometimes <laughs> um I'm, I'm very fortunate i've worked really hard to get here and i've fucking been poor and starved and all that stuff but yeah i'm not anymore so i'm pretty happy about that so yes american Growth. dream right Growth. here right Growth. here that's Growth. what's up Growth. that's like you know started from the bottom for you yeah i mean it started from the middle class but <laughs> 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 but you know i'll take it yeah. i'll take it i'm from a small town in upstate new york where there's nothing but jail so to be able to tour the world with my favorite artists of all time basically it's the coolest shit in the world so yeah now, now, and, and I've, again, I've known you for years, but I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know you started at such a young age, at eight. So, I mean, like, growing up, do you feel like you were all, uh, you know, kind of always disconnected from, like, a childhood? Like, do you feel like you had uh, uh, the normal childhood that most kids have, you know, going to the park or playing manhunt and, yeah, tag absolutely. and shit like I that? I did all that. Played basketball with the homies, rode bikes, all mm-hmm. that good shit. Regular suburban lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But I've always been into music. Um, so by the time high school came and I was really like, we're in the studio every day, shit was different. 
<laughs> I yeah. guess. You know what I'm saying? But I still did. I went to college. You okay. know what I'm saying? I yeah, graduated yeah, yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I did pretty normal shit. Had jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I would say it was a pretty normal upbringing for the most part. Yeah. Um, I just happened to be into music. Like, my first memory is of playing a record. Like, ever. That's the first memory. My dad was, like, a big vinyl head. So, I remember, like, putting the needle on the record and, mm-hmm. like... I, I, from then on, I think it was just music for me. So that kind of sparked it for you, in, in essence, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Records are still the coolest shit in the world to me. I still like watching them shit spin around in a circle. Like, You still have records, Park? Oh, thousands. Thousands. I haven't been shopping in a long time. I, there's two things that I'm like embarrassed to admit, and I haven't been record shopping or read a book in like five years. And that's pretty fucking embarrassing. That is, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. I ain't gonna lie. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm judging you. It's like it's these fucking these things, man. These smartphones, man. They took all my fucking time. That's true, though. Like, Smartphone. I, I'm telling you, this is Skynet. Skynet is coming. Mm-hmm. I want to get into it. I have that's theories. That's a little sci-fi for me, man. I, don't, I'm I not, have theories. I mean, you're, I I don't know exactly what Skynet is. All right, so you're gonna have to fill me in. But oh my god, yeah. oh my god, Skynet, go. Terminator. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just forget it. Let's just let's just get back on topic. All right. Any, <laughs> anyhow, I can't do this. So you're, so what's your what's that one record that really hooked you that you can remember when you're a kid? You listen to and you're like, oh my god, I fucking love hip hop. Hip hop? Um, Nas, I gave you power. Ooh, mm. That was the one that was like, oh shit, this is what I got to do. That's pretty dope. And and. and now thinking about it, that then comes full circle because you worked with Nas, no? I worked with Nas. I worked with Premier. I worked with Premier and Nas. So Ooh. that was probably the coolest day in my life. Well, it's been a couple times now. So, oh, it's more than once. Yeah. Oh, you've been holding out. Nah, it's it's documented. It's out there. It was a Grammy thing. Um, I was just some. Just, Whoa! You, you said. Whoa. <laughs> Wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! He just slid that in like, oh, it was just a Grammy thing. Nah, it was like a. Whatever. It was like the Grammys did something where they put artists in different like Preem was working with the orchestra and he got Nas to rap on it and I think Skrillex worked with oh and this and the Skrillex you've worked oh. okay no I didn't work oh, with Skrillex yeah. I did not work with Skrillex okay. no nah. well in my story you did <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that was like the coolest shit ever you know what I'm saying so I swear you may want to add him to the serial killer I'm, I'm trying not to I'm not I a think, serial killer I think you may I'm, add I'm him. I no, swear I'm trying the, not this, to This this list this list is obviously it's not actual serial killers but it's like everyone <laughs> Maybe that it is. The hell it ain't. Um, we don't know but basically it's just like a list of like when any guest that comes in and they have something uh, a unique I don't know a unique perspective or how they carry themselves like He's he's like on some like secret like Dexter life. Yo, like. he casually and so cavalierly just said, "Oh, it's just some Grammy thing we did." <laughs> yeah, he's like whatever. Uh, no. You know, he just did it with the boys. Like and everyone put it does together. it. You know what is yeah. really funny? Like I I feel like I take for granted a lot of the cool shit that I do. So like I say shit like that because I don't really I just care about making music. So I don't really think like oh you know I did work on this Grammy winning thing or worked on this thing for the Grammys or. Yeah, I played in front of all these people in Scotland opening up for Eminem with Slaughter Out. Like I've done yeah. cool shit that I don't really like I don't yeah. I don't I don't I'm not I don't put myself up that much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I just keep my head down and keep working. Like I, I still got a lot of shit I want to do. That's so. probably that's probably why you still got a job when you think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't get hung up on past accomplishments. And I like I feel like I haven't done shit yet. You know what I'm saying? So Damn. Yeah, he just made it sound like he went to the grocery store and got yeah, some like- <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, I mean, and I understand it. Like, you know, even even with uh, Brandon and myself, like we've we've all pretty much in this room have accomplished some big things. And when you look at it in retrospect, it's just like you're like, oh, yeah, like I did it. But I'm thinking about what's in the future. But yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it is cool to sometimes just sit back and just be like, wow, like I actually did that. That's really dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I get out of the city, I can do that sometimes. Like when I go chill by the lake or some shit, like away from music, I can be like, "Damn, that was cool. I forgot about that. That was cool." But like day to day, I'm thinking about where the next check's coming from, what the next project I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Being a musician, you're essentially self-employed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's about what can I do better? What can I do for tomorrow? What can I do for when I'm 50? Mm-hmm. I'm 33 years old. I got to worry about 60 and 70. Yeah, which is like scary but whatever you know what i'm saying like it's 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 definitely crazy to have to think about that shit but we we don't have retirement plans in music so 
That's very true. We we touched on that on our, on our last episode is, you know, being an independent artist and shit independent engineer, it, it, you, you kind of don't really know where your next meal and or check is coming from. So you kind of are constantly your own manager, your own strategist and yeah. trying to just navigate in this crazy world of business and entertainment. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another uh, caveat on top of then trying to be creative to, right. to make yourself appealing. Right, right. And I've never had any management, accountants, anything. I do everything myself, so it's even more difficult. But uh, I, I, that's how I feel comfortable. I don't really feel comfortable having someone else handle my shit. So mm-hmm. uh, it's exhausting, but it's it's it. I think it's worth it. And I'm good with money. I don't. I wear Levi's and fucking t-shirts every day, so I don't like need much. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. So that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I live a simple life, man. I just have an addiction to fucking vintage keyboards that cost too much money and break and then cost more money to fix. But aside from that. (laughs) I love Parks. (laughs) I swear, Parks just be throwing out some shit that just sound like French. I don't even know what he just said. Yeah, I'm sorry. If I ever get too nerdy, just stop me. (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. But let's touch on, you know, some of your accomplishments. So do you think you'll ever have that wow moment? Because again, you've worked with some pretty big stars. You know, you have Slaughterhouse, you have Preem, legendary premiere that is like a pioneer of just hip hop and just anything in general. And you still manage to kind of have this humble uh, aura or decor about you where you don't get caught up to that. So who who do you think uh, I guess could put you in that space of like holy shit I'm here with said individual and I can't believe I'm doing this? It be it's this weird. I, I I don't know. I don't really. It'd be weird people for me. Like Slick Rick came and did a song at the studio with Preem. Like I don't know, maybe eight years ago or something like that. And that was mad hype. Like I never take pictures with people. I was like Slick Rick. I have to get a picture with Slick Rick. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it'd be weird shit like that where it's not even like the Nas's or. Uh, M or whoever it may be like that shit is cool and I love those guys they're my heroes but mm-hmm. like it just be the weird people that I like I don't know yeah. you know what I'm saying so I can't picture someone like really I don't know we're all humans I don't look at like artists and I guess that's what makes it comfortable uh, a comfortable studio environment for when I'm working is that I don't really like when Nas is there I just want to hang out with Nas and talk about music and make music I don't want to you know get flabbergasted by the fact that I grew up on your music. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not it to me. I don't know. We're all humans. Yeah. We're all humans. So what are your, what are your engineer roles, uh, especially for the upcoming artists that are uh, listening to this podcast and deal with so many different producers, so many different engineers, but someone at your level, you've worked with some very high profile people. So I would say like, what is your, what is your, your, what are your, excuse me, I'm not even talking proper grammar. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I am like a little fatigued here. But um, what are your three roles, like three big roles for artists? Uh, as far as what, in the studio? Like when they're in the studio. It's like the studio is your home, your realm, you know. It's... I don't have, my, my rule is that there is no rules. Just don't like, you know, throw garbage on the floor, I guess. <laughs> like be open, be creative. Uh, don't let anything stop. The, the the goal here is the music. We're all here to serve the music. So like, that's the only rule, I guess. Ultimately, is fuck everything else. Let's make great music. So you you your you your whole, I guess, mind state is more so. Look, let's sacrifice everything else but the music. Exactly. Like the music can never be sacrificed. Exactly. I don't care. Even like, I remember when we did the listening party for No Love Lost at Chung King Studios, and the owner John King, he's been around everybody in the history of music Mm -hmm. and he was just like you know this album is mixed so great but it's not the best fidelity ever heard in a record it's not like the most cleanest thing but the feel is there and i was like that's fucking amazing because that's all i really care about sometimes it sometimes shit can be fucked up and it's still amazing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah the rawness of of the music i get that ultimately it's just serving the music Mm -hmm. you know Dope. That's actually interesting because I know like everyone has like their different rules. Like I don't know if you guys saw like the photo that TDE put up where it's like those were good rules. Yeah, yeah, you saw those. Wait, I I missed it. What was it? I didn't. It was something like no plus ones. Yeah, don't take photos. Which I actually like. I I mean, it it's funny coming from me because Joe is such a uh, broadcasting individual, but yeah, I kind of like. 
the mystique of music and the studio and the creative process. Mm-hmm. So I, I prefer that people don't take pictures. I don't really care if they do, but yeah. I think it's pretty cool when someone doesn't. Yeah, we normally do operate like that, though. We don't really record it and, and put it out unless he does. But, I mean, right. outside of that, we, I, I never really thought about that. We really don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and I, that, is, that is weird to me when people who aren't, I guess, the artist or whatever take pictures. That shit is weird to me. Like, even as an engineer, you should not be fucking videotaping shit. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. for them to do. Yeah. And I guess that probably hurts me in a way as far as my social media presence because I don't, like take photos of, hey, I'm working on such and such and such. And I don't do that uh, because I don't think that's my place to do that. I think that the like artist should do that. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, checks are more important than social media followers. Like, no doubt. But people also don't understand. Like, uh, like I, I, I teach people about social media, engagement, marketing, all that stuff. And people don't understand. Like, there are people that don't have massive followings, but outside of social media, they're, like, the most influential people. Like, right. they influence other influencers. Yeah, I kind of consider myself one of those people, not to, like, toot my own horn, but, I like, what I do have on social media is a lot of people who are influencers following me, and I feel like I, I see it sometimes. I'll be tweeting about some random obscure subject, and then, like, this press guy, you know, this fucking whoever is now tweeting about it. It's like, okay, I see you got my way. But it's cool. You know, it's whatever. Um, Brandon, before we even go, I'm just want to inform you about TDE. Yeah, I need to hear it. I was going to ask you to circle back to that. I want to hear these rules. So they said, if you aren't one of the homies, don't be Instagramming your creepy motherfucker. Right. (laughs) I don't want to look on Twitter and find a creepy ass pic of me or the homies. Right. Uh, if the homies just met you and you decided to clown, and we decided to clown your bitch ass, sit there and deal with it. It's part of the creative <laughs> juices. Um, don't touch ass or reach for Q's weed unless he thinks you're cool enough to pass it to you. We only smoke uh, Sersonals. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Uh, that sounds like know. some technical pitch. Sersonals yeah. <laughs> around here, boy. <laughs> Shut up and look ugly for the homies. Remember these rules and you might get a meal out of the food budget. <laughs> Damn, they got food budgets. That's they popping. Got, they, they already popping. They got food they budgets. Got food man. budgets, man. That's... I wonder if they updated this since it's been put out. Because I think Q, I think yeah, Schoolboy Q put that out. So I wonder if they like made some changes. Well, okay. No, nah, those are solid. I don't. See, what would you change there? That's all. Not legit. like change, like take out, but like you might add some. Shit. Add some stuff. Yeah. What would grassroots be? Grassroots. Oh what shit. What would the role be? Um, you, you can you can add your role uh, too. Uh... I don't know, man. I got no rules. My rules is, all right, first come, make sure you open and honest with us. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. this, this, this is a place of friendship. What about showing up on time? Is that a rule? Because I, I violated I, I, I showing up on time. I was about to say, time. next time, show up on time. Fuck the MTA, by the you way. Hollywood. always. <laughs> you Hollywood celebrity people Sorry. not naming no names <clears throat> that just do Grammy shit casually on the weekends <laughs> and take strolls by the lake and shit to reflect on them. Yeah, I mean... You know, you got to reflect sometimes, bro. Oh, yeah. Also, me, no political correctness with everything. Like, yeah. Now when I can tell that you basically are speaking as if your post has told you exactly what you say. Like, we're not here to, like, make people look bad or anything. But it's like, you're telling your own story. Don't be like, you know, telling a story about the the day you got jumped. You're like, you know, I was just standing at the corner and yeah. getting ice cream. No, you, I, want you, I want you to say... Uh, homie was talking shit about me and I went and stepped up and five of his homies jumped me. And that's what it was. And that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not politically correct at all, so you don't have to worry about that with me. But I will uh, uh, hold back from telling too much information about people because I think that's weird. Yeah. It harkens back to rule number one. Like, no one wants to hear about some shit on a podcast or on Instagram. You know what I mean? That, yeah. Nah. Facts. That'll never come from me. So, uh, so walk me through because you... Uh, you you were credited on Compton, uh, Dre's yeah. latest album. Right. How did that come about? Like, how did you even get an opportunity to work with someone of that magnitude? All right. So, uh, Prem was in, I want to say Russia or something, Ukraine, somewhere over there, and he, um, the site is called Boiler Room, I think. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to do a song. It was supposed to be with. I think MF Doom or something like that, but he couldn't make it for whatever reason. So they brought Anderson Pack in, who was super unknown at the time. Love Anderson Pack. He's crazy fucking amazing. Say. Yeah. Come on so, to the show, please. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he did two songs with Preem, and like a couple weeks later, I guess he was um, meeting with Dre or hanging out with Dre or whatever it may be. 
And he's like, yo, can I play you this Preem song? So he called Preem and asked permission or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he played it for Dre. And then apparently Dre called Preem right back and was like, I want that song for my album. Oh, shit. So the record was just going to come out, I think, on like SoundCloud or whatever Boiler Room puts their shit out on. So, you know, Preem's like, yeah, of course. And plus it's Dre. You never, who's going to say no to Dre? I was going to say, who's saying no to Dre? Yeah, so... Uh, so that came out, but I had done uh, the mix. Uh, well, I, I didn't mix the final version. Dre and Preem did that. Um, but I'd done a mix, and I recorded Preem's various parts, and um, there was, like, some technical issue with some... The, the kid programmed the drums live or something, and it, I had to, like, re-kind of program it, sort of. I mean, it was his programming, but I had to... Re- Rework it. Redo much. it, yeah, because it was yeah. fucked up. Um, but, yeah, so that's how I got credit on that record. And that was, like, fucking... Come on, man. Dre and Preem. Like, that's a crazy record anyway. from uh, I'm happy anytime I'm credited on a Preem record anyway. But to be a Dre and Preem is like... Yeah. Plus, Dre is the all-time best like engineer in hip-hop to me. So like to have a technical credit like that on a Dre album is just like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool. Right. <laughs> Some epic shit. You're like the frosting between the Oreo. Some <laughs> <laughs> white man? Damn, it's fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> you get what I did there, guys? Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a nice double entendre. I wouldn't even ask. <laughs> nah, but that's some, that's some epic shit. So, I mean, who who is someone else that you, you feel like you, you would like to work with or even be able to pick their brain? If there was anyone in the world right now um, that you can pick their brain uh, to kind of enhance your craft, who would it be? Uh, man, there's so many, honestly. There's so many. I would like... I got the opportunity early on in my career to work with Kanye in Chicago when I lived there. Um, I would like to work with him because I was like an assistant, so I didn't really get to like sit and build with him. I would, mm-hmm. I would like that opportunity. Yeah. Um, Kanye, come on our show. <laughs> come on, Kanye. I'll, I'll hit him. I'll text him. Um, let me think. I mean, there's so many. Like, I would like to work with. Uh, there's some weird people. Jeff Barrow from Portishead is like a really weird one, but Ooh. I fucking love mm, Portishead. Um, I would like, there's some kind of like rock guys that I would like to learn a little bit more about like rock shit, honestly. Mm. Um, I don't, I mean, I would like to work with Dre hands on in the studio for sure as well. Um, Mm. but I, I'm so fortunate that I've worked with so many great hip hop artists that I'm not sure how, I mean, I'm always learning every single day of my life. That's one thing about me is I will never stop learning, but who can I learn from hip hop better than who I have right now? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, some other genres, it would be cool. Like Teddy Riley's of the world, people like that. Like, I think it would be kind of cool to work with those type of people. Rihanna. Oh, you can't, go wrong with Riri. <laughs> can't go wrong with Riri. Hey, Did Rihanna. you guys see that? Did you see her, uh, <laughs> that photo she dropped with her new line? Yeah. Flawless. Did you see her boobs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> I definitely saved it. She's got some nice boobs these days. <laughs> She's looking good, man. The, the extra weight that yeah. she's put on. I don't know what it's for. I don't know if it's for a role or is she just eating good and just happy. Um, she's but just I happy, like it. It's, it's, it's natural, you know, flawless, everything. I love it. I yeah, mean, I'm, like I'm a big Riri fan. She's the greatest, isn't she? Yeah. She yeah. is. Yeah. She and she is. keeps it real. Like her music is amazing yeah. and she just seems like she's the coolest person in the world. But I buy into her because of how she carries herself away from uh, her music. 100%. Like I really believe that she t- everything she says about her being a savage, she's 100% a savage. It, and it I, appears yeah. that way. Yeah. It and and way. the way she's moving appears like she's a savage. She just is out here just chilling. I, I feel like she's been chilling lately though. She's been kind of low, which is, is cool. It's scary though. Yeah, I, I, she may be moving up in my serial killer list because normally, you know, she's not, she's normally she could definitely be a serial killer. Rihanna listen, might be a serial I don't want to say that or an assassin. Or an I ass- think assassin. 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 Good job. She's, yeah. she's sneaky about yeah. it. But that's I mean that's what I like about her. She's very like she's like this is who I am, and you're either with it or you're not. And if you're yeah. not, I don't care. Yeah. Like I love I love that. I love that so much. I. You know what, Riri? If you ever hear this, we would love to sit down and chat with you. You know, talk about <laughs> just throwing it out here. there. You know, someone else I would love to talk uh, talk to. Who's that? Pharrell came out with like what he does with his skin, uh, and I'm like so impressed. Like he has the like uh, elixir of life. This then, is gonna then, be uh, like a beauty podcast now. I would like to work I, with Pharrell. I would. That's someone I, I'm a huge, 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 huge Pharrell fan. Yes. I would love to sit and just pick his brain. Like I'm I w- sure he sees like just colors and just 
uh, like psychedelic type of visions, and then he just goes and just records. Like I would love to know what his recording process. And, and Chad, actually, he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit, man. He doesn't get enough credit. I was it's, listening to Lord Willen the other day though, and Pharrell and Pusha might be like my top two MC uh, producer combos of all time. Uh, They're always dope, always every single time. Name a whack Pharrell and Pusha T song. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean. Shoot the four, the four counts. You know that song's gonna be fire when you yeah, hear that wow. four count. It's coming on. It's I really, on. I'm sitting here. I really can't think of a whack combination that they've put together. Yeah, not not even not dope. It's not just not even like a meh. It's it's <laughs> it's fire every time. Yeah, it's like a snap effect. I really can't think of nothing. Mm-mm. Push it to his fire anyway. That's he, can't, a fact. he can't. He can't do no wrong in my eyes. That's a fact. I'm excited to hear his project yeah. uh, if, with Kanye. Although I don't, I don't know if Kanye even makes beats anymore. Not to say that that you have to make beats to be a producer, but uh, I miss when he made beats. Like, uh, yeah, I miss when Common he was, B yeah. was like incredible. Yeah. Mm, yes. And not to say that he's not good at because I think he mostly produced whatever that album was with the silver color to push a record that came out. Not the last one, but the one before the that. One before. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. The mm. one with the Ross record and all that shit. So. I'm in. Anytime <laughs> pushing Kanye or Farad, don't matter. So, so who's matter. been your like? Of course, I'm gonna word this question in in a way uh, that sounds, I guess, fairly good. But who is like one artist that you enjoy every time recording with them? Like you enjoy being in the studio with them. And I wouldn't necessarily say your favorite because I'm sure you probably enjoy all different artists, but what's like the one that you enjoy every single time? I, I Most, all, all of them, I think. <laughs> I don't really, I'm fortunate to not really work with anybody I don't like. Um, and I kind of never want to and never will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all sometimes have to do a little weird shit for money, I guess, but... I work with some of my favorite artists, so like Joe, Preem, everybody, like Royce, every everyone. I love working with all my artists, you know, that I'm fortunate enough to work with. Like they're all so incredible. They're all good people. All that shit's important to me too. Is like I can't really work with someone that I don't fuck with on a personal level or mm. a ethical level. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that I've been able to do that. Like just being independent and doing my own thing. Uh, I'm always going to do that. I don't, I don't take uh well to authority from people that aren't cool or intelligent yeah, or talented. Mm. So uh, I'm going to continue to do that. <laughs> Smart. So was it hard starting out then? Cause like you said, when you start out, you kind of have to like get what you can. Uh, I clean toilets and all that shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, being an intern in a studio, you are yeah. going to do some fucked up shit as yeah. far as, like, you know, vacuum and clean and all types of shit. So, yeah, it was hard. And then starting out, you know, it's not even necessarily – it's when you're independent, you have to learn how to stagger your money and stay busy. So, like, when you start out and you just have one client, you have to kind of live check to check. But when you have, like, six clients now, all those checks – because music business, no one ever pays on time. So mm-hmm. – if you have enough shit going on that even if people are late, there's something else coming in. Uh, that's something I had to learn and learn how to manage. Um, so yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. It still is, but it's what we do. So who was the first person you recorded with once you got past like the cleaning internship role? Um, I mean, I guess like on a big level, uh, I mean, Joe was probably one of the first people in Slaughterhouse. Like those sessions were fucking insane, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been recording artists and producing records since I was 14 years old, so I don't, um, I don't discount any of those uh, experiences. But yeah. the first, like, I guess, known, mainstream. yeah, mainstream, me as the lead engineer, not an assistant, not an intern, was probably Joe and Slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah. That's, a uh, good, that's a good start. Come out the gateway. Yeah, that Slaughterhouse shit was fucking hectic, though, boy. We did a whole album in seven days. There's four artists, four managers. That, fucking. That's, that's also been the elephant in the room on this podcast. Label people. <laughs> like, that shit was fucking stressful, bro. But what do you think, Parks? About what? Do, do you think we'll ever get... I mean, we've obviously had Royce on. Right. Um, I don't know if the other uh, Slaughterhouse members will come on, but... <laughs> I mean, what do you think we'll ever hear this album that we've been privy to listen to and experience? I really fucking hope so. I think it's a great album. It's I think it's crazy that they don't just put that shit out. Yeah. Like it's one of those situations. I think Liana talked about that shit. Like 
holding on to music. Like, don't hold on to music. You got to put that shit out, bro. Yeah. Like, there's no... At some point... I mean, I don't know who's been paid. Like, that's the part that I guess is the confusing part is, like, is it going to cost them so much money to put it out that they can't put it out? Because if that's the case, I get it. But it's if they're if they've already paid out x amount of dollars they might as well put that shit out and try to recoup that shit like it's, yeah. and i think it'll sell well so i'm, I'm certain it'll sell well their, their brand is still thriving till this day they just did a show at uh at, in, chicago. Uh, in, in chicago at right. a stadium right you know what i'm saying right uh, along with uh red man friend of the show friend and the show. And, <laughs> and um who else uh tech nine was a, it, it was reg- a crazy regardless yeah, yeah for them to still be doing festivals like the the need and want from a fan perspective is there. I just wonder what the holdup is. I don't. I I damn sure know it's not creative. I know it's not creative. And even some of the producers that I've talked to off the record, like we don't really care about even the money or anything like that. Like, we just want the shit to come out. Like oh, wow. I think that everybody kind of feels that way to some degree. I mean, obviously there's business. You know, it's the business. Everybody needs to get paid and all that shit. But at the same time, like I was talking, I think it was Rook, like. We are on Facebook, whatever, going back and forth about it with some fans or whatever. And it's like, even the connections that we made through those sessions have brought everybody involved enough work that it's kind of worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't understand the hold up. I, I, I really don't. And I think they should just put that shit out one day on a fucking Tuesday and, or whatever, random day of the week. And see what the fuck it does. That should be Christmas. Yeah. Or just yeah. don't make an announcement. Just drop it. Because everyone's yeah. like, it's yeah. never coming out. And then just imagine, just a random day, it's out. Right. I mean, I, I get to, like, with Joe doing media stuff and him being, quote, unquote, retired. Or maybe retired. I don't know if I should be using quotes or not. But I think if you put it out and it does really well and it gives an, him an incentive to go do shows or whatever it may be, I think yeah. that then it will make sense. But I don't think... Sitting on it helps anybody ultimately. Yeah, it's the dumbest shit in the fucking world. Brandon, what's your input? My input? Um, I, I mean, outside looking in again, I've, I've been privy to certain sessions. Uh, there was a session we were in, uh, I think it was Just Blaze's studio. Like, everyone was there. You got Cardiac, you got Parks, you got uh, Ill Mind, Ill Mind, Justice League. Like, it was just, it was one of the more, uh, for me, it was one of the more historical uh, things I've been a part of and, and, and got to witness. Just a rap, yeah, a rap too, yeah. Shout yeah. out to a rap, but yeah. all of these great people in music and all of these just creative people all working together, right? All and day, every all day, day for a every, month. Like, cats really put yo, a lot damn. of fucking work into that album. That's the part that drives me crazy. Like, <laughs> and a couple of us, I know I was going through some fucked up shit with an ex girlfriend or whatever, like, going through some real life shit, but still fucking beasting it out in the studio every day. And for yeah. that shit to not come out, it's like, what the fuck, yo? Yeah, man. I Just hearing the music, like, outside of just knowing them personally, I'm, I'm a fan at the end right. of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, everyone knows me. I'm a music junkie. Like, right. I crave it. And so to not uh, let, you know, I experience it every day, but to, I want the world to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. want them, I want to hear what they think about right. it. It's just such a fucking crazy album. Right. And right. I'm just hoping it comes out. And I'm, that's the I'm, part that annoys me, too, is it's like the music is good and, in and, my opinion, timeless. Like, it, it kind of doesn't matter when it comes out, but it should come out now. And that, <laughs> like, but, that, but that's my thing. That was recorded seven years ago. Nah, it, it wasn't seven years ago. Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Right, but right, I mean... Right. In essence, a very long time ago. Yeah. It does not sound dated. No. Because it was good music. It wasn't like they weren't trend chasing. And none of those guys are trend chasers substance. anyway. It was just good fucking music. Yeah. So like it's never going to go bad. I know that, um, you know, from an artistic standpoint, I guess they might feel like they're in different places a little bit. You know, everybody was going through different shit, but it still should come out. Like it's still relatable shit. Like, what everybody was going through, everybody goes through. You know what I'm saying? What what they were talking about is very relevant to this day. So, like, could they do more shit? Yeah. Like, could they get back in the studio and add to it or whatever? Yeah, but you could just do a whole new project. Like, they should just put that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, great music is timeless. Right. Like, you should be able to listen. Like, freaking uh, Genuine Pony. Yeah. That's over a decade old, but yeah. you constantly are hearing that song yeah, right. everywhere. And it sounds like it's new and it's yeah. not out of date you right. know and so speaking of that a lot of 
<sighs> Brandon, we're going to talk about the state of music right now. Oh, um, man. This is my yeah. favorite thing to talk about. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so, like, how do you, uh, from from a engineer standpoint, like, uh-huh. how do you feel about the state of music now? I mean, for, like, uh, to, the engineering, I don't care about the engineering part. It, uh, to me, to me, engineering should be, um, uh, you shouldn't notice it. Like, a good mix is a mix that you don't notice, in my personal opinion. But um, from a, a music fan standpoint, there's a lot of good music out there. But there's a lot of not good music out there. Um, so my my the the thing that annoys me most is um, I feel like certain shit gets PR'd into popularity. I mean, I guess that's always been the case, but I feel like it's more now. Like a weird fake viral that actually works. Like, and you mm. can see it. Yeah, like that shit is fucking mm. weird to me. But. Uh, there's a like I will never sit here and say that there's not good music because there's a ton of good music and I work on a lot of it. Um, it might be under the radar a little bit. If you follow my Twitter, then you will see me reposting links and all that shit. Of it's not even my own shit, but other people that I've worked on or other people that I just fuck with. Um, there's a lot of good. There's too much good music to sit here and say that the music business is fucked up, even though the music business is fucked up. But it's always been fucked up. Yeah. So. I'm curious to know, so I'm um, kind of going back to what you were saying from an engineer standpoint. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned that because some of the most popular music now is not mixed in the way that you're saying. Like, for example, the Low Five movement that's out of Florida where you have XXXTentacion, yeah. Smoke Perp, all I don't want to talk about him. After that uh, <laughs> article yeah. came out the other day, I can't fuck with that kid at all. Yeah. I'm cool. I mean, we're not going to talk about him. I'm just more so pointing out yeah there's a lot of lo-fi shit a lot of people don't like really mix their shit (laughs) like and that's fine if it's dope i don't really care you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying if it's not good quality as long as it's not like hard to listen to then yeah i don't really care if it feels how it's supposed to feel then it's a good fucking song it's a good mix it's good whatever i don't really care yeah but sometimes shit does come out where it's like why did you where it just sounds weird yeah you shouldn't have done this to yourself yeah And I don't want to out anybody. But even there's some commercial shit that comes out sometimes where it's like, I'll say it. Even the 40, 444 shit, like, I don't ever want to hear Jay-Z sounding like he recorded it in my living room. Mm. No. Oh, I, I want to hear, like, he's a billion dollar person. I want your shit to sound like a billion dollars. Like, that shit fucks me we, up. We, we spoke off the record about this. That's how I know Parks is a fucking serial killer, <laughs> goddammit. That was a good body of work. Damn. I appreciated the rawness of it um i also appreciated the fact that it sounds scratchy and you can tell that he he didn't his um i guess his thought process just me outside looking into into his brain or trying to is he didn't really care about the sound he wanted the music he wanted to express himself absolutely and the message i think that that's what uh with that it just felt very flat to me from an audio standpoint um and some of that his performance, like I could tell that he was like sitting on the couch with a handheld mic and just kind of talking through it. Yeah. That's cool, man. But I, like, there's certain people uh, in in a short list: Kendrick, Kanye, Jay. That I want, like, you guys set the fucking bar for everybody else. So don't ever give me some shit that I could do in my living room. Yeah, I don't ever want to hear that. I like, get that. you guys set the bar for everybody else. So now I got to hear. Some trash ass rapper like talking on a handheld mic on his couch because that's the new standard. Yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, get on a fucking nice mic in the studio. You have a budget. I know you have a budget. Even if you don't have a budget, you have a budget. <laughs> like, and I mean, it, it's Jimmy Douglas and, and Guru on the technical end, so it's like it was clearly done on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Jay's always I get there's, it. there's always a method to his madness, yeah. and maybe it's to make him seem more relatable because there have been times when either him or even Beyonce have done something and they and people are like, oh, well, they're in a different realm. They're billionaires, so how can they relate? Or yeah. they people think like, oh, just because they're rich, they don't deal with racism. They mm-hmm. don't deal with that stuff. So I think maybe he was like, no, like I may be famous, have a lot of money, but don't forget, like I'm still black. Yeah, yeah no doubt. He had in his message. The content in the album was fucking amazing. Like, don't ever get that twisted. The content was amazing. Yeah. It was just hard for me to listen to because it was kind of flat. Like, yeah. it's like, damn, I wish yeah. he would have like 
done this in the studio. <laughs> and shout out to that that person who did the cartoon. That was fire. That OJ. That OJ. That was super hard. That OJ shit is amazing. That's the only one I really understood it from keeping a, a buck. Yeah, the all, other ones, all the other ones are, are, are like, way over my head. Maybe uh, I'm not financially where I'm supposed to be. Or I, 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 don't, I don't know. But we're too other, poor to appreciate. Yeah, that I'm shit. too poor to understand the depth of those. Art, wealth, <laughs> art, wealthy art. Yeah, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, shout out to him. That that shit was amazing. His name is Otis Tillman. Otis I think Tillman. That's him. Yes. If, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Otis Tillman is the one. Shout who, out to who Otis. Yeah, shout out to Otis. Yeah, he bodied that. That was yeah. I'm on his Instagram right now. Like, see. Oh yeah, that no, this is that, fire. This he fire. bodied. He bodied this. Especially my favorite part where there was like credit, and then you see, oh, that was so dope. What do you know? I honestly, I kind of wish that that album was a visual album, like entirely. I thought it was going to be. I really thought it was going to be. I wish it was. That, w- that was my that guess. Was that, yeah. was, that it, it was going to be Jay's first Although, visual album. Although, they have videos for a lot of that shit, even if they're weird and disconnected. there's. It, I feel like there's a lot more videos for that than there are for the average rap record. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, Beyonce put out a visual album. Which was incredible. Which was, was amazing. amazing. The movie was better than... I mean, the album was really good. Don't yeah, get twisted. I, I, no, visual. I agree with you. I but I enjoy watching the movie of the, it the more movie than the album. Of it, yeah, 100 The movie of it made me want to listen to the album. Right. It also made right. it made sense. Like, yeah. it, 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 you would understand, like, the context of each story and how they connect. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's such dope. Now, I have a two-part question. Now, think about Ooh. it. I have a two-part question. So, so, first question is... Uh, who's in your headphones right now outside of us second question uh, is when you're listening to whoever's in your headphones is it hard for you to turn off the engineer parks and just enjoy what you're listening to okay so first part uh, I listen to more music I think than anybody should probably healthily listen to music I I do this thing like where I'm in the gym for starters I listen to I don't listen to albums. I listen to discographies. <laughs> so like in a week I'll do like Wayne and then next week I'll do Fat Joe and then next week I'll do uh, Black Sabbath. Like, so I listen to discographies Shit. and sometimes I'll do two artists or maybe more in a week. So like in the morning I'll listen to Wayne and at night I'll listen to Simon and Garfunkel. Like I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, so I forgot what I did this week. I want to say it was Helta Skelta. Uh, from Boot Camp Click. I'm a huge Sean Price fan. So, uh, as far as modern stuff, I mean, I listen to everything new that comes out. So, um, Dave East, I like his shit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Um, I study everything that comes out. I listen to Uzi and um, the dude that I'm not going to mention. Who his, his album's actually all right. Uh, I don't shouldn't plug that, but it's pretty decent. But Uzi didn't really move me too much. But I listen to everything that comes out, and I listen to I, I just study music fucking constantly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. probably unhealthy, but it's what I do. <laughs> um, and is it hard to separate? Absolutely. But uh, like I said earlier, I'm a student, so I'm okay with that. I'm always trying to learn. Like, damn, why does the drum sound like this? Why is such and such? Why is it? Does it? It, so, it, it takes away from certain shit sometimes. Like 444, everybody loved it. I did not. So yeah, sometimes it can fuck me up. You yeah. know, like I can't listen to shit. It sounds like not up to my standards. So. Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. And it's definitely hard to just... It's not hard to enjoy. If something is dope, I will get into it and fucking love it just like I was 14 years old and had never made a record in my entire life. But, um, yeah, I'm always studying. And that's what, even like watching TV... Because I've done a lot of stuff for TV and film and stuff like that, so I'll even pay attention to like... I watch a lot of TV and I'm listening to the audio and listening to the music and listening to the score. Yeah. So... It's a never-ending fucking obsession. <laughs> Do you, are you, would you ever get into creating beats for commercials? Absolutely. Yeah. What's I've, what's one brand that you would like to create a beat for? Uh, I don't. I don't like corporations. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I would. I would rather do like film or TV. Honestly, uh, commercial. Whoever's got the most money, I would do whatever for the nice enough check. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Park's about to be out here selling his body, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, but there are some... I, I wouldn't fuck with... Cert, like, I don't think I would ever do anything for Nike because I don't really agree with some of their uh, practices humanitarianly and uh, environmentally and stuff like that. So I do have a lot of ethics as far as that goes. It would have yeah. to be a lot of fucking money for me to do something for from, from Nike. Pepsi or Nike yeah. or someone that I don't mm. fuck with on, like, that level. But, yeah, uh, any... Decent human being corporation, sure. No fucking, 
What's that shit that just got hacked? Equin, whatever. Uh, was it, uh, I'm not doing no beats facts? for them, man. They're shady. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not no, mentioning it. I'm not doing no Trump beats neither, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, political shit, nah. Nah. Patriots can't get a beat. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things where I just draw the line, but well, now apparently Red Sox too. You want to add them Yo, to the that Red list. Sox? Well, they're they smart. They got the Apple Watch. They're like, we're not cheating. We just we we can't ha- we can't see from the box area, so we got yeah, the Apple Watch. They got the Apple. They got called cheating. How do you Yankee, cheat in Yankees baseball? Called them out on it. Yeah. How do you cheat in baseball? There's no place. You're just swinging a bat. Oh, you could 100 percent. Well, it, well, you could the cheat. Calls. They they're like when when the other team's making like the sign the calls. Uh, like saying like oh the they looked it up they're, on the Apple they're, Watch. They're reading it on the Apple Watch and then sending it so they know what's happening. Yeah. So like the whoever's at bat has an Apple Watch on and seeing like he's gonna throw a curveball. Yeah. Well, in no, essence, it, well, or, or it's, it's it, the coach on the side. It's the person on the side that they would have the watch and then then they they would do the sign. Yeah. Or they would tell them. Yeah. Ah, fuck baseball anyway, man. <laughs> I'm not a big baseball guy. You're like anti everything. No, I'm not. I'm pro. I'm pro a lot of things. <laughs> He's like uh, fuck Nike, fuck baseball. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I, I don't know. I, baseball just never moved me. It's very boring. Mm. I've I've heard that, and I I played baseball all throughout my years of oh, of, so of, of living. So I get that. I I um. How can I put it? It's one of those sports where if if you're playing it, you'll you'll enjoy it. Obviously, I like going to the games. I'll say that. Like I go to a lot yeah, of Mets games because my brother's like a big Mets fan, so I go to a lot of games. And I'm in Queens, so it's like mm. really easy. So I go to a lot of Mets games, and that's fun. Yeah, I'll sit and fucking pay twelve dollars for nachos and <laughs> watch a boring ass game from the fucking nosebleeds. But whatever, that's fun. But I don't like follow baseball that heavily. I'm a big NFL guy though, yeah. like super yeah. NFL. I feel like baseball is kind. Of, it's just kind of like one of those social gathering sports. Like, uh, even for like hockey, hockey is a lot entertaining when you're there and you're actually watching. Yeah, it. I don't but watch hockey. On, it's fun to go to. It's though. fun to go to, for but sure. like when I watch it on TV, I've heard I'm like, that. I've eh, never been. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you got to go to like a really good one. It's yeah, wild. I keep hearing that. Maybe I got to broaden my horizons. I worked something. at a sports bar once, and like so every uh, like hockey seat playoff season, like I got into it. Mm-hmm. Cause it was everybody's into it, and that was kind of cool. I even got into like soccer then, and I don't really watch soccer aside from yeah. you watch soccer. You're a she soccer played, fan? Yeah. I played soccer. Oh, okay. played soccer. For most of my life, but yeah. I can't lie. Most people aren't gonna watch soccer unless it's like the World Cup. But yeah. I mean, yeah. it has to be the right game too. I feel like that's like with a lot of sports too. Like, yeah, it just has to be the right game. Like, there's some NBA games I do not like watching. Yeah, yeah. If it's like a blowout or something, it's pretty unwatchable. Yeah. And same with football. I'll even watch blowouts and fo- I watch everything in football. I don't really. I'm a fucking football addict. I watch preseason every game. Like, oh, you're one of those guys. Oh yeah, super, oh, super. <laughs> Fantasy football made it even worse because now you're like scouting. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you do fancy? Oh yeah. Who do you who do you have on yours? I got Ezekiel Elliott. That was a fucking strong pickup. It was crazy. I felt so shady because I, I saw someone tweet, Ezekiel has been banned for six games. I was like, oh, fuck. And I announced it to the room at the draft. It was literally the hour before the draft. And then I drafted. I was like, fuck, I'm going to pick him anyway. And then after they said, oh, it's been uplifted or whatever it was. Yeah. So I was like, I just came up. <laughs> <laughs> so I have him and Shady McCoy. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. What quarterback? Um, I have Newton in one league, and I have okay. who the fuck do I have in the other league? I don't even remember. Yeah, multiple leagues. <laughs> yeah, I'm in yeah, two so far. Yeah, you have to. You I don't. Have I don't have the leagues. patience for uh, fantasy. I mean, I don't oh, do no, fantasy, but my, I, my friends do, and it's like it's very. <sighs> It's crazy. Like you have to be very meticulous, and you yeah. have to like look at their last year's stats, and then you have to project possibly what they could do. And yeah, then some like, people are questionable. It's a lot of thinking. Like a lot of my friends, like they have like whole spreadsheets where they are oh, yeah. assessing like data. Yeah, I have ADHD. I can't sit there and read all of that for, uh, for a long period. Well, of I'm time. sitting there with some TV on the background, not paying attention to it. It's nice to fucking have something to research and obsess over. Yeah, take a break from obsessing over fucking microphones and fucking synthesizers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice break. Yeah. So what your your new obsession now I think is you have you just put out a project with Correct. someone. Correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, Passport gift and myself we have a project called No Expiration. It's everywhere. Um we, we've been working on it for like 2 or 3 years. It's actually probably been done for about 2 years. Um but we finally put it out cuz we were dealing with uh we we're going to put it out through a couple different venues and things were just kind of moving slower than we wanted to. So we did it ourselves. Um and uh, it's been great reception so far. I mean, 
it's also a learning experience. There's certain shit I would have done differently. Um, but that's kind of comes with the territory. You live, learn, you put shit out, you see what people are attracted to, you see how you could have done things differently. Um, but, um, it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I just got picked up on Dre's um, podcast slash playlist on Apple, which Shit. I'm pretty uh, excited about and pretty curious to see what that means. As far as I have I was, to imagine, it means I was a gonna, lot of streams. Yeah, but. That's, that's gotta well outside of the obvious, but that's gotta mean something else, though. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I wish the Apple Music gave us numbers like Spotify does, Yo. but it is yeah. what it is. Hopefully, I put it out through TuneCore, so hopefully they'll give me some information whenever they get around to it. They haven't yet, but yeah. um, I'm curious to see. The whole playlist thing is crazy. That's really kind of what controls music now. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about a certain artist going platinum on the car who's not really getting radio play. I don't think I have a single friend that knows the song particularly, but he probably got on a lot of fucking playlists, and now he's platinum. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's the game. Yeah. If you get on playlists... You will be fairly successful. Yeah, it's single driven. Yeah, it's play like a lot of people listen. To, I listen to playlists. Playlists are fucking great. Yeah, you just want to listen to some random shit while you're hanging out with the homies. It's easy too. Yeah, so I don't have to think to make a good uh, ride, car ride music. Yeah. I can just pick something and just put it on. And I'm out. I'm good. Yeah, that shit is good. especially yeah. when we're on the tour. That shit was amazing. Like, oh, let's just listen to classic Posse Cuts playlist, and it's yeah. just fucking thirty bangers. Like, this shit is great. Like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's exciting, and I'm I'm curious to see. But we're gonna start working on our second project actually now. Well, kind of our third. But um, yeah, we're just gonna keep growing, keep putting shit out, and see see what it does. Mm-hmm. All independent, maybe. That's what everyone's super, on now. Super everyone's on the independent. Independent, man. I'm telling you. I mean, if you make a certain type of music, um, which we do, we don't really make radio music. There's no point to be on a label. Fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Like. At the, but that's what we were saying. At this point, you don't really need a label. I, I don't even understand. I don't understand when people like like legends have record deals. Like, fuck out of here. You, yeah. You, you know you could sell the same amount of records if you put it out on TuneCore or whatever. Like, yeah, or just and keep else. Yeah, whatever, you know, Empire or whatever company. Um, I don't understand why people don't... Unless you're trying to... Unless you're 18 and you're trying to, you know, be the next whoever, Rihanna... Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Hard, but hard to do that. yeah, you're not going to do that. But I mean, someone will. So there, there will be a next Rihanna at some point. That's just the nature of the business. But yeah, um, yeah for if you're not going for commercial music, there's almost no point in being on a label unless you're getting like a really favorable split for some reason. If you're already popping and they're going to give you a fucking eighty twenty split or something like that, fucking go for it. Yeah. Or if they're going to give you just a bag, a fuck you bag, you know, mm-hmm. go for it. But Ultimately, I would rather do it myself, own it, and live and die by it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And that also gives you more control. I mean, there are artists that are independent and they keep themselves independent and they grow their own numbers. So when labels are like, hey, they're not signing a 360 deal, it's like, all right, cool. You can have a distribution deal with me, but. Right. Like, yeah, the more you get yourself yeah. popping, then the more control you'll have ultimately, regardless if you go a major label system or not. But. I can't really, like I said, I've never had a manager or anything, so I can't really foresee myself ever going through someone else, unless it was like a partnership. Yeah. Hmm. Well, fuck that. Well, all right. So now, now I have another question. Now, I guess because the, the, these would technically be your grassroots for your own project. What is that like for you, like personally? Like, what are what are your aspirations for this outside of money and success? Like, what do you? I don't really care about money. I I, I and. So far, I mean, the, the, the fun part for me is the people that I look up to that have given me great feedback, mm-hmm. and that is what matters. And then, um, I mean, shit, just being, Premiere plays our records every week on our show. All the fucking dope hip-hop guys, Eclipse and Finesse and all the guys that are uh, in New York and play hip-hop play our shit, and now Dre had it on his shit. Like, that means more to me than any dollar amount. Yeah. And the fans that actually click the fucking link and listen to it love it. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people retweet it and all that shit, and I appreciate that. Um, so it's really just about reaching the most people that we can reach, and you know, hopefully, people like the music. That's all I really care about. I don't yeah. care about money. Money will come one way or another. Always. Yeah. You can never be concerned about money. So, if you had to pick a record right now that uh, you could debut for us, 
that a fan first time hearing you and Passport Gift, what it would what would it be? I mean, I would probably play. I'd probably play Note to Self. I guess that would. I mean, it's not a debut; it's already out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have anything unreleased that's finished and playable. So we can't get a sneak peek of anything. Mm, do I have anything that I would even want to play? I don't think I have anything that's. I'm. I'm. That's one thing I am. I don't. I don't ever want to play something that's not like finished. As yeah. far as mix and production, uh, I, I know I, I just I, was trying to bait you. Yeah, you're not going to bait me into that. One. Like <laughs> I, I hate, I hate when Joe does that. Shit. Like I oh, don't fucking leak the shitty sounding shit. It's not done yet. <laughs> like they're not going to understand. Even though most people don't fucking care, I yeah. I do. It's funny though because a lot of people when we record these episodes, they always ask me, "Yo, can I hear?" And I'm like, "No, it's not finished yet." I, right. I get that now. Yeah. I'm like, "No, wait. Like, we have to do things. We have to fix shit. Like, yeah. just, just wait." Yeah. Like, no, I just want to hear. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's got to be right, man. It's got to be right. Um, because we have to live with it as the creators, you yeah. know, for you of your podcast and me and my music. Like, I don't even care if people like it if I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I have to listen to this shit for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I my name is attached. to This, this is what people are going to listen to, and if like the kick drum isn't right, yeah, yeah it's going to drive me crazy. I can't do it. Mm. So what was what was the song that's out? Uh, Note to self is probably one of my favorite songs. Note to self. Yeah. All right. Well, well take a listen to. Let's go ahead and get into Note this to Note to self. Passport gift parks on the boards. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Fire, yeah, 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 fire, yeah, 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 fire. Blah. Blah. That was a good blah. <laughs> that, was a, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. I, could, I can't do that. I'm kind of, you can't? No, I'm kind of disappointed myself. Blah? Yeah, I can't. Blah. 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 Hey, that was pretty good. That was hey. pretty good. Hey. Blah, 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 blah. All right, all right I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should sound like a 22. Just shooting at the ground. <laughs> Thanks, Parks. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Oh man, but you know that was that was that was dope. Yeah, you're dope. Thank you. This entire conversation has been awesome. It's for me. I, it's just interesting to hear because we're so used to hearing from the perspective of an artist, but right. to hear from the perspective of an engineer, it's so like you're very meticulous. I could tell. Like you, yeah. you would listen to a song and you'd be like, "Wait a second, that that note was a little. It, it was too far ahead. It should have been on the." Th- uh, should have been on the three oh, yeah. and not the two. Like, pitch, just... pitch and timing will drive me crazy. Shit can't be off beat or off pitch. That shit ugh, fucks my guts up. <laughs> like rips my soul apart. Ugh. Ugh, ugh. Do you also like break it down? Like when some when people listen to music, they hear the entire production, but do you break it down where you're like, okay, you focus in on the keys, then the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pick it apart, definitely. Yeah, like, God damn, that's a nice little road sound they used in there. Whatever. Kick drums, like stupid levels of picking it apart, like reverb, like really picking it apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I said, if, if it feels right, it kind of doesn't matter. If shit, shit can be distorted or whatever, uh, I think mask off the 808s aren't in key with the song. That kind of bothers me, but I love the song, so whatever. Yeah. It mm. is what it is. Have you ever, like in the midst of creating, outside of Joe, because I've witnessed it, but outside of Joe, uh, you know, have you ever had 
uh, kind of tug of war with the artist that you're working with. Like, yo, this sounds like shit. Like, you don't need because a lot of you guys don't know. Parks is very vocal. He's not one of those engineers that uh, will kind of just sit back and just record it. Like, he'll nah. stop the session and have this whole big moment. So, I mean, do you who's someone that you've worked with where you've had to do that and kind of get them to see your vision? Every single one. Every single one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, if something is fucked up or off. Even if I'm wrong, I'm going to still voice my opinion about it being fucked up or off. Yeah. I don't ever, like, nothing that is going to have my name on it is going to come out sounding fucked up without me at least pointing out the fact that it's fucked up. Ultimately, it's the artist's project, so they can say, I like it like that. And like I said, they're the ones that have to live with it, so okay, cool. But I'm going to let you know if it doesn't sound right. If it doesn't sound right aesthetically. Yeah, Yeah. you have to. Like, And I guess that's kind of why I've always... um, even beyond being an engineer, I've always been a kind of a producer engineer and been accredited as such, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to sit there and just go, okay, that sounds good. The EQ was right. No, I don't, that doesn't matter. Like the yeah. record has to be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On all levels, you know, the performance, everything, tone. Fuck the EQ. I don't care about the, e- the EQ. could be bad. Like that's <laughs> supposed to be my job. The EQ could be fucked up. But could you deliver it right? Then it's cool. Yeah. I guess when I'm when I'm ready to drop them bars, I'm gonna call Parks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like me, Aaron's right? mixtape coming soon. Woo! Aaron and Parks on the bars. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, we want we wanted to thank you, Parks, for coming yes. in. Thanks for um, having me. You know, it's always good to have uh, a creator, not only from now, from a, uh, I guess from a producer manager side but also the person that's also you know controlling the sounds and controlling what you know are are flowing through the headphones and i think it's important to to get people like you on that are you know driving the culture forward and and trying to uh change music in essence in every way shape form or fashion so you know even if it's on the low i think it's important that um we do recognize people and i'm not saying that i want to go on some press run but i think it's important that people recognize people such as myself or managers or uh even like tour managers are very underappreciated yeah. people yeah. that like mm-hmm. make everything come together and yeah. like i think it's important to give them their proper shine and credit definitely definitely agree, agree. so um you know on behalf of the grassroots family we want to thank you thank, thank you, you thank you board. thank you thank you thank and you and be on the lookout for passport gift and parks on the board no doubt no <laughs> doubt <laughs> 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 fucked up again <laughs> <laughs> all right there we go <laughs> 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 <laughs>